this is Dorothy Fawn, a.k.a. Meryl Strife, and many other parts as well. And you're listening to Tuning Japanese. Woohoo! But look down! <laughs> Would you look at that? Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s go back to school and talk about anime. No, I just came from there. He tends to blurt things out. It's Bill. Holy fuck, are you ever going to get through this intro? <laughs> He's a teacher. It's Andy. That's all you got? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. Typecasted. Great. Of course I have this episode to review. Not wrong. That's true. And I'm embarking on a winding spiral path. I'm Josh. Oh, and it's not in the good. It's not in the progressive way. I think it's going down the drain. It is. Turlet. Turlet. Robot. A robot in a toilet. A robot in toilet. Hi guys. Hey. Hi. Hi. How's it going? I missed you. Oh. Hey guys, it's tuning Japanese time. Yay. This is episode 20 of Tuning Japanese from season 3. Re-review <laughs> Gurren Lagann forever. It's like we're in some sort of unending hellscape where we're being punished for our past sins. You know... Nah, that sounds about right. You're get, <laughs> it's getting better, you two. Jesus Christ. It's true. I, I do enjoy, as we'll find, we'll talk about, it is my review, and I do enjoy this episode, but it just it just seems like for it's been a while. For obvious reasons. Splorch. <laughs> Splorch? <laughs> Splorch. Okay. Uh, so this week we are reviewing, like I said, episode 21 of Gurren Lagann, You Are Someone Who Ought to Survive. That is the wordiest ass title. But before we get there, is there anything anyone wants to talk about or should we just get into this review? I got one thing to ask you, Andrew. Oh, what is it? 50%. Uh, we can't talk about that. Technically, I haven't seen it either. Josh, just... if you spoil Avengers Infinity War for me, I swear to God I will DDT you on the concrete. I'm Man, not gonna. That would be a hell of a. That would be a hell of. A, I will say that it did. I believe I saw get the highest opening weekend of uh, mm-hmm. uh, of all time as right. far as like amount of sales. So, wow. so once again, right? Like mm-hmm. we're we're constantly breaking these records. Right. Um, although it doesn't obviously account for things like inflation of ticket prices and like right. nowadays a lot of theaters have like those really fancier seats and the, mm-hmm. there's a 3D and the IMAX and all that is much mm-hmm. more prevalent now but right. yeah uh number one opening box office weekend I'm, I'm ever. excited to see it I mean yes I'm not ashamed to admit that I don't have problems with being spoiled so I'm really excited to see it actually happen that's why is that why you smell like sour milk no because you don't mind being spoiled no <laughs> Not, 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 not even the slightest. <laughs> well, I do, so don't. I'm not gonna say anything. It was good and okay. really sad when Cobra Commander died. Just because he's not like Starstream. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, I do have another question though. Did you see that Celine Dion uh, released a, a new? <laughs> wait, 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 stop, stop, just stop. What? Just, just follow me. I actually the know where he's going. Okay. She released a new music video. And, uh... 
way, no, that's no, not right. No, that's Whitney Houston, uh, God rest her soul. Um, <laughs> drunken asshole. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, let me, no, she was the Titanic lady. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. So. Her, her fart will go on. Oh, yes, yeah. Her fart will go on. So the the reason why this is uh, relevant is because it's a song associated with the new Deadpool movie. She, she no re- way. She released No. A, she released a brand new single. Mm-hmm. Original for Deadpool. No fucking way. And there's way. a music video accompanying it. Oh, no And Deadpool's way. in it. And it's hilarious and you have to watch it. I will go back and watch that. I posted it on my on my wall. Um, I didn't, I didn't uh, actually finish it. I, I started it and I had to leave for more work things. So. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I saw I saw it. Uh, well, because I saw it because it was posted by Ryan Reynolds and saying to the world, to the greatest Canadians uh, finally get together. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be actually the song is gorgeous. Um, but because, oh, it's, yeah, yeah Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. She has an amazing voice. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but the video is just like I'm looking at it. I'm like, no, no. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's. I will have to. Look and then that the, up. you have to watch the entire video. The the ending is is hilarious. Okay. All right, Bill. You got anything this week? I do. You do. There's uh, more news on the Power Rangers front, actually. Uh-huh. Oh. Hasbro's bought Power Rangers entirely, not just the rights to make the toys. They, oh yeah. They bought Power Rangers. Period. They, Whoa. They bought. They uh-huh. bought it off Saban. Uh-huh. Hasbro taking over the world one yep. property at a time. Jesus. Yep. They flat out bought it. Holy shit! I'm surprised. They, they must not have. I mean, and again, I'm, I don't. I don't mean to be offense of any offense here, but I can't imagine they had to pay a lot. Like it's and I don't. I don't know if that extends into Japan as well. But like, like, like they bought it. Like the Japanese rights or just the American I don't think rights. They bought, I mean, they didn't buy Super Sentai. They okay, bought Power Rangers. I can't imagine. And again, I could be completely off base. I can't imagine it's making a whole lot of money anymore. It, it, it's, but it probably it's, isn't. That's probably why they bought it. Yeah. So they can try to revitalize it. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the Super Sentai thing, it's probably in the same aspect of um, Funimation having Yu Yu Hakusho. It's it's a it's the right to license the product over in the states. Well, yeah, and, and distribute it. But that's also probably why they didn't make a new Power Ranger series and why they went back. Hmm. You know, with Beast oh, Beast, yeah. uh, what uh, yeah. I can't remember what the the Japanese version of it was, but Super Beast. But the Beast, Beast Morphers, what America's calling it, <laughs> okay. Um, Goldbusters, I'm sorry. That's why they took Goldbusters from, you know, mm-hmm. five years ago instead of uh, something new. They're mm-hmm. probably using what they have already bought. It's, right. This has probably been going on a long time. Yeah. It's possible. That's crazy, though. I don't... Huh. I mean, I'm not saying that that, that Haim Saban uh, company was a, um, you know, amazing with their with their product, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, Disney had her go with Power Rangers, and it wasn't... Terrible. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. I don't know if Disney ever owned it. Or they just did. They actually flat out own it. And they sold it they back did. to Saban. They yes, they sold it back to. Okay. They sold it back to Saban because uh, I thought maybe they just were licensing it from Saban. The magic one, um, the um, the the fighting one, the the one that I was I would uh, Jungle Fury, and the one where they were archaeologists were all um, that were all produced and, and released by by Disney. Okay. And then they sold it back to to Saban after. When they were like, oh, this is not doing what we thought it would do for us. Hmm. So. Okay. Uh, I, right. don't, I don't have much. Um, I don't have Nintendo Labo. I feel like that, that was a really long time ago, though. That was mm-hmm. like April. Mm-hmm. I still don't have it. 
It makes me sad. Oh, I beat Mario Odyssey finally. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. finally. Um, now I only have 700 more moons to collect, and they opened up more post-game content, and they've released new costumes, so i got to get more coins to buy them. Um, there's the Luigi's Balloon World mode that they added a few months back, so I'll probably be playing the game until, like, 2020. Speaking of video games, uh, Overwatch released a new map, Rialto. What? Overwatch, this game you used to play that now oh! I talk about more than you talk about, which is really fucking weird. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they released a new map, Rialto. I played that a, a couple times. Okay. It seems pretty solid. It's, uh, they, I know Brigitte is now, uh, Brigitte is now going to be in competitive mode officially. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that's a lot going on in the over- Overwatch front. Cool. So. Uh, okay. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Sure, yes, let's do this. Yeah, we are going to be reviewing, like I said, once again, episode 21, You Are Someone Who Ought to Survive, <laughs> and we open. This is the tale of a man who continues to search for his own path, even as fate betrays him. do, 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 do. <laughs> Okay, I was like, wait, I was like, are you trying to do the Ultimate Warriors theme song or something? Anyway, so... No, uh... Oh, Lord, that was beautiful in people's ears. Uh, So, last time, we get a little bit of a recap of last time, where we had the naked prison fight... Without butt sex. Uh, we had Ark Garen taking off. Mm-hmm. And we pick up exactly where we left off, which was Nia in the prison, taunting both Simone and Viral. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. Yoko's back. Yoko! And taking on Twilight Princess Nia! Yeah, Nia Gitfos. Like, right away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. she's like, let me just collect my, my cube pubes and get out of here. And she does... Cube and, pubes? Yes, yes. It's a cube pubes. Um, just kind of overtakes pubes, her whole... Pubes, <laughs> it takes over her whole body. Yeah. Um, we, we go back to Ark Guren, and Rasu detects two giant Mugan, and... Yeah, she's about to pop off. Oh, yeah. Rasu figures out it's a trap, and we go to our title card. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you, you realize it's a trap, man. I just want to go to the, the cut of Admiral Akbar. May the fourth be with you today, anyway. And here, it's a trap! <laughs> yeah, this will probably be like June or July before this episode actually sees the light of day. But, but yes, indeed. Uh, after the title card, we get a message that it's one year prior. prior. Yeah. Yeah, a year ago. So you guys were wondering uh, wondering what happened to uh, Yoko? Actually, yes. Well, here we go. I know. Are, yep. you, are you excited? I yeah. am, and I, I feel like yeah. this is the most fitting episode for me. Yeah, I was hoping this would be your episode. We get another cool sort of, like, animal at the beginning. It's mm-hmm. like a squirrel with wings, uh-huh. but, like, really a fat squirrel, like a flying squirrel, but, like, a, like bird wings. is pretty cool. I love well, the Just another one of those... Flying raccoons? Maybe. I think it's, it could be slightly different, but I don't know. I just love the animals in the show. Mm-hmm. Not the beast. Well, I love the beastmen too, but I love the designs of just regular everyday ass animals. <laughs> and uh, we cut to two bullies picking on some kid. And this kid is named uh, Na- Nakim? I think it's Nakim. Yeah. A girl comes up to him. Uh, uh-huh. The girl's name is Mushan? Musha? Mwasha? Mausha? Mausha. 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 Mausha, Mausha, Mausha. And tells the kid to get up after he's picked on by these two bullies. And holy fuck, Yoko's a teacher now. You okay? This is so cool. And, and she's even 
conservatively dressed for the most part. And she's on a moped that goes two miles an hour. <laughs> a space moped. It's like, he's got to putz along very, very slowly <laughs> off into the distance. And uh, she's wearing glasses. She's got that Quistus thing going on, Bill. How does yeah, that make you feel? Does. Definitely has the Christmas thing going on. Okay, he's smiling, folks. Yes. You can't yeah. you can't see his he's smile, liking, but you can hear it. He's <laughs> liking it. Yes. Bill is a big fan of Quizzes. If, if you had not heard our uh, most attractive anime slash video game character list, uh, she definitely made it for Bill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now the glasses, uh, like a Clark Kent kind of thing. Yeah, I would say it's kind of a Clark Kent. Yeah, because well, I don't know though because later later on when they're like, oh my god, you're that lady, and she's like. Shut up or I'll throw chalk at you at the speed of sound. <laughs> yeah, but... Whoa, 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 dude, spoilers! Oh, sorry. But she takes off the glasses later. Mm-hmm. And then they all fully realize yeah, it. Yeah, so I think that, that is was true. her disguise. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just not a great one. Clearly uh, she doesn't have, like, vision issues or she wouldn't be a sniper. Well, not so. surprisingly, though, the boys in the class fawn over Yoko, uh, who she calls herself y- Yomako? Yep. Yomiko. Yep. Which I don't know, Josh. You're the ma- you're the one that chose this anime. Is that her actual name? No, her actual name is Yoko Littner. Is, or is this, that this is, or is that dropping some kind of like like if the Yoko the kanji for Yoko mm-hmm. and you put the kanji for the word ma in the middle, mm-hmm. like does that denote something? Maybe it, it may may denote something. That, you, you don't know, know like do how, you? How, huh? You don't know, do you? It may. I don't know. <laughs> well, I I can surmise it may. It's an excellent question. I did not have time to research this. My kids have kind of gotten out of hand lately. Well, she knows how to deal with kids. <laughs> That's called a segue. Nice. Um, but we'll talk about that in a moment, because before that, we get old sweaty man. Uh, who, <laughs> he's constantly mopping his forehead. He welcomes her, and we find that these are the first kids to be born on the surface. And of course, when they say very first kids, they don't mean like these children in particular, but this generation. They're, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, which is pr- pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the bully tries to cheat at some point in the next little scene, and Yoko tosses chalk like a fucking bullet and scares the shit out of everyone. That was some cool shit. <laughs> and I wish badass. that I knew how to do that. I've got lots of chalk that I don't need. Well, you go to the gym. You start by throwing it at kids. I had a, mm-hmm. And yeah. then you get better at it. Right. Yeah. And then you keep going to the gym and working on your upper body. Yeah, I need to do that. You know, uh, it's, it's not a strength thing. It's a... It's Part, a speed well, it's a, and skill thing. It, it, I can teach you how to throw... I can throw knives. I'll teach you how to throw knives. Cool. Same... Just not at children. Uh, so... <laughs> no, but same deal. We get what I think is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. A teaching montage. <laughs> Guys, we get a fucking teaching montage. This is the greatest episode so far. But they exclude the, the moment where she was uh, furiously grading all the essays. It's true. Or like in a corner or, with a bottle of wine going... <laughs> Can't holding her bladder for an entire school day until she can finally get to the bathroom without having to worry about like watching children. Scarfing it's, down her lunch in ten minutes. She's the only teacher. She can clearly do what she wants. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, no, but she we, does corporal punishment later. Yeah. Well, we do get exercise. A scene with exercise and mm-hmm. art and music and lunch. And it's, it's pretty cool. We also get an extended scene of a history lesson where she talks about the great heroes Kamina and Simone, and she gets a little weepy eyed. She gets nostalgic until. It's kind of weird, though, because she said, like, Kamina and Simone. Like, Simone was the thing that... Yeah, I think it was, like, I think it was, like, supposed to be Kamina, and then she was going to keep reading, but then had a moment of, like, realizing what she said. Kamina. Simone. Yeah. Kind of like that. I think that's, that's what it meant to be. That's not how it came across. No, it did not no. come across that. And then she looked at herself, so it was yeah. really kind of weird, yeah. like, She's like, God, look at that body. It used to be so tight. I don't know. So, any... 
<laughs> I used to not have to wear shirts. <laughs> yes. Look at those babies. Just, just wanting it for everyone. Everyone oh. to see. It's really stuffy in here. Oh. God damn it. God. Roll. Why did I why did I choose this profession? Ah, oh, I ask myself that a lot. We start a new day and the young boy yes, is <laughs> Nakim is drawn on the board with the young girl Mausha and he gets really upset Ooh, by this cuz it, cuz it's uh, denoting that that they have a thing for each other. Yes, they're inside of a giant heart. And he's a 7-year-old boy who's pretty much vehemently denying. Yeah. That he has a crush on a girl. And she's obviously broken up by this, that, you know, because she's like, just ignore them. And he instead grabs the eraser and starts erasing it and saying, it's not true, it's not true. We cut to another scene where apparently someone has tossed his bag up into a, apparently the tallest tree in all of creation. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) he immediately blames it on the bully kid and looks like he's going to beat the shit out of him. Mausha says, no, 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 I'll go get it. But he says, no, I'll do it. And he just immediately starts climbing the tree. She runs to go get help from Yoko. And Yoko jumps into action, eventually ripping her dress and climbing the tree like a freaking spider monkey. And let's face it, I mean, that is pretty... The the shot of her ripping her dress is kind of... Um, yeah, so what's it, great about that is she's climbing the fucking tree. And, and, Mop, and Mop Head's all like... Oh my, check that out, or something like that. It's like, are you talking about the fact that you could see her panties, essentially, or are you talking about the fact that she's climbing so quickly? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking probably also the fact that she's climbing in those heels. That is impressive. Yeah. But this is anime. Right. That... It, it is kind of a... Right. You know, any any uh, any co- like cartoon type thing at all. You know, like comic mm-hmm. books, I think, too, kind of fall into that like idea of women with, uh, with heels. Yoko gets to the top and says, Wow! I can't remember exactly what she says, but she says something along so the lines of, Holy like, fuck. <laughs> this is high up. Holy fuck, kid. Well, I'm surprised you're not fucking dead. This is uh, higher than giraffe was he? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Okay, what was that? What do we say about him? He just blurts things out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord almighty. Dear God. They stop to admire the sunrise, and she's reminded of being up in the air with Simone and Kamina that one time at the very beginning of the first episode. Nakim, the tree climber, he is called, as he earns the respect from everyone except for the girl who looks extremely upset by this whole situation. It's all lies. We cut apparently far ahead in the future uh, because more current, more more current times. Because we get a an anti-spiral message on the television that she is watching, Yoko is watching on. We see the message from her and Simone talking. Uh, and we cut to the next day where everyone's packing everything up. Doesn't even cut to uh, Rossiu making his declaration. She's like, yes. what the hell are you doing? Yes, because the kids... She I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, the kids are all crying and upset, and she's like, no, just just, yeah. just worry about Our government has our back. Just and, the government. And at the same time, be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck yeah. are you doing, Rossiu? I'm going to kick your ass if I see you. Play, playing the good teacher of just trying to keep it not being political. So they're packing up, and they realize the young girl, Mausha, has run off. Yes. And she's gone to hiding in the lighthouse. Because mm-hmm. they say, oh yeah, she likes to run to lighthouses when she's sad. All right. That's I'm sure the... that'll be important later. I'm sure it will be. Actually, it kind of is. Uh, because there's explosions. And explosions! I like explosions! Two massive gunmen show up out of nowhere. It's and later. They... The It's later now. Mm-hmm. They, they break the uh, top of the lighthouse yeah. off, and they're like, give us your food, or the girl dies. Now, here's the interesting thing. The the gunmen that we see are interesting because one we've seen that design before the uh, it's the uh, the 
uh, kind of pseudo bull headed design. Yeah, it's that the, same from, one from the first episode. But the other one, I don't ever recall seeing it uh, in the previous arc. I don't. It's so. kind of a snake like design. It's a really cool looking one. I'm just kind of like, man, why didn't why can't we see more of those? Those are kind of cool looking. I, I did like the snake headed one. Yeah, the snake pilot. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, the lizard snakey pilot one that was awesome. Yeah. Um, the other one was like. He was more human, but like he had a few beast man type things. I thought he was him. just a human. I thought he was a human as well. That was oh, okay. my that was my thing. And That's they were possible. Just, you know, they say, "Well, we're brothers," or you know, kind of. I like, uh, want to was... watch the spinoff of those two. You know what I mean? Like leading the up mis- to this moment, the misadventures mm-hmm. of of these because uh, uh, these two assholes. Users. Yeah. Well, you want to know like how a human and a beast man suddenly were like getting along. You know, like that doesn't happen all the time. Well, they live together in the cities now. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You That's see them all true. just like standing there in crowds going. Kill Simone. But I get the feeling that these two characters are... Exceptions? They are exceptions to that, because they they have gunmen, and they are talking about how they were outlaws. So, like, I feel like they're part of, like, this older society that is trying to stay out of the... And I just want to... I know that we're spending a lot more time than we should on two minor characters that are going to not amount to much, but I just want to see what, like, how they got together. I'm curious. I think it would make an interesting OVA. I think the whole bro thing probably uh, is a little bit of a dark Analog yes. to and Simone, though. Oh, that's actually nice. really good. That's I really like good, that. and that, like that would maybe be a motivating factor for right. why Yoko would react so strongly. Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Does she react? Oh yeah. Uh, there's massive explosions because they're destroying everything, and she says that these two are going to pay. But first, we get a break card. Welcome to the break card. This is Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese, where we're continuing to review Gurren Lagann in Season 3. Let's take it back to Season 2 for a second, because if you are a longtime listener to the show, you know that in Season 2, we reviewed the anime Trigun. It was Bill's choice, one of the only animes that he seems to actually enjoy. And you may have noticed from our intro that that was Dorothy Fawn the voice actress, and the voice specifically behind Meryl Strife, one of the main characters from Trigun. We had the opportunity to interview Dorothy Fawn a while back. The audio did not go through correctly. It was a really bizarre sort of slowed down audio on her end. However, I just now, today, had the opportunity to talk with Dorothy Fawn once again and interview her, and we've got a half an hour interview that will be released in the next couple of weeks probably as a bonus episode alongside on the regular feed. If you want to listen to that entire interview uncut right now, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where we'll be releasing that episode later tonight. And a donation of only $1 will get you access to that two or three weeks early. So if you want to check that out, head over once again to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can listen to that interview as well as dozens of bonus episodes. Also check out the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com and join our Discord, questendnetwork.com slash discord. Join us. Come talk to us. We'd love to chat with you. And also check out the other shows on the network. This week, go check out the Reanimator podcast. They are doing all kinds of really great anime-related content, just like we are. But if you don't want to listen to a show-by-show sort of episode, you definitely want to give them a shot. Our friends over there at Reanimator do some really, really great work. Quick commercial, and then we're going to get back to our review of Gurren Lagann. Have a good one, folks. Do you like scary stories? If so, then listen to the Shadowvane podcast. 
where you'll find original radio drama series and classic tales of terror brought to life with fantastic voice acting and eerie music and sound effects. For more information on our first full series, Progenics Labs, or our current story, 1692 The Risen, visit shadowbane.net or listen to us on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Listen in the dark, if you dare. Explosions and shit! As we're back from the break card. This episode brought by Michael Bay. Yoko gets all glowy-eyed. She removes her clothing. You can actually see some tears if you pay close attention. She's yeah, actually just crying. Yeah, because shattering the peaceful life that she had created. Yeah. Uh, she apparently had hidden her weapons in the wall of her house. She sure as hell had a lot more weapons than we ever saw before. I mean, there's the there's her rifle, like we've already seen, and like looked like one of the handguns that like she gave... Kamina, but then there was like a couple other guns. And I'm just like, when did she ever get this shit? When did she use this? Well, you know, traveling around and such. Oh, I, mean, I guess. It's been seven years. It's been a while. But 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 I'm wondering, what was the conversation with the carpenter with with the carpenter who set that up? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, Miss, uh, what was she like? I want to have a hidden hidden wall that when I hit it, it's gonna flip over and reveal a cache of weapons. No, I mean, right. no, uh, no, I mean teaching supplies. I mean teaching supplies. We need teaching supplies. Or, hey. or Leron just did it for her. That's possible. Oh, okay. That's very possible. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so uh, we get a scene where she's suiting up, and I talked about this with Bill uh, okay. when we were re-watching this episode today. There's a quite a bit of boob jiggle, but I kind of, and this is, don't, don't take this in a perverted way, I kind of like it here. Okay, because because it, it's showing the not because I was drinking. Is it showing the urgency of her, uh, like a reflexive of she's she's getting you know dressed quickly, so the jubbly bits are gonna jubble. No, I, no. I the way Bill, I took Bill, it, Bill can describe it. Better. Okay, the way I took it is we're used to seeing Yoko dressed that way. Mm-hmm. So she's throwing off her persona, oh. the stuffy teacher persona. It's almost like seeing Superman's S come out when he you know rips open the suit jacket. Wow. Her, her superhero symbol is just cleavage. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, that's brilliant. I, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> I know, baby. Uh, no. I love you, Bill. Shit, I know. Shut up. Yoko goes into full-on crazy attack mode. Oh, she and, likes their shit. Oh, yeah. Saves the girl, gives them a reassuring smile to the kids and says, I am a teacher. And she does one of my favorite things from the whole episode. She starts going into like whole, like attack. She's attacking them, but but but, but in a stern, lecturing teacher yes, way. Yes, and there's tons of punny teacher quips, and it's so fucking great. So so if Andrew ever goes badass, we know how he's gonna do it. Hey, I'm badass with, with a bolt action rifle. <laughs> that too, but also but also doing the teacher quips while he's uh, while he's kicking some ass. She also tells the children this will be on the test, so pay pay close attention. Well, I'm sure some of those kids are like, yes. But it kind of makes sense, though, that it would be on the test because she's teaching history. <laughs> yeah. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she reprimands these two for blowing up buildings, taking children hostage, and all kinds of other terrible things. All at the same time while blowing the shit out of them, dodging and making them punch each other. Not okay. <laughs> phrasing. Are phrasing. We not, are we not doing phrasing. <laughs> shooting nope I gotta be careful I say that too I like how she uh, pretty much firing pog- I like how she pogo fires up the snake 
Uh, yes, that, that's a cool. That's a cool visual. <laughs> that, that feels like <laughs> that feels like a euphemism too. That's like three hundred seventy-five dollars in Tijuana. <laughs> Do you want to ride the snake? Oh, you want a pogo stick up wait, the wait, snake? Wait, wait. My God, this battle actually is pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. It's mm-hmm. quick, fast-paced. The the dialogue is fun. The color scheme is cool. We got a, li- a lot of reds, dark oranges. Um, a lot of like blacks and grays. The color, really yeah, cool. The color her, choices are her are, color palette. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, it's it's all very well done artistically. It's gorgeous. Oh yeah, I mean they put they put enough time and money into this episode. Yeah. Like this is not one of the ones they fall on. The two brothers fail as their mechs are blown to bits, <laughs> but they survive. They do. They're tied up, which means that we yeah, could see charred, them again. But they're, charred, but yes. They're, they're a little singed. <laughs> a little bit singed. That's I like so the good. fact. That's so good. <laughs> So we find out at the end mm-hmm. that the girl was the one who put the bag up there. <gasps> dun dun dun! Yes, she had. She was good at climbing trees. She went up there and put it there, obviously because she was feeling hurt or jealous over the fact that this guy uh, was this this kid was not showing her the proper attention. No, I think it was more that if she put it up there and he thought somebody else did it, she could go get it for him. And he would care about oh, her again. Yeah. No, I think... Yeah. I dated women like that, dude. Oh. My. It's another yeah. Yeah. Josh dating corner. Oh. Uh, let's not go there. Yeah, it's not. Yoko gets a message from Rossiu asking her to join the resistance. I bet Josh's dating corner really smells. Well, ew, well that's... <laughs> no, no, no. That, that was Josh's sex corner. Josh's oh, dating no! corner is something worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it probably really smells. She sees through... What Rossi was doing, obviously. She's like, you son of a bitch. And the kids start crying when she starts packing up and leaving, though. But she says that she'll always be their Miss Yamako. Yay! We love Very Miss sweet. Yamako. It is. It's really, really adorable. I think they even say that. We love you, Miss Yamako. And yes. she leaves. I love Yoko. This is really the episode that cemented the fact that Yoko's my second favorite character. Yeah, I mean, Kamina still probably is my favorite character. But... Like, Yoko is so good. This, like, so this, great here. This is, has, I mean, just one other layer on Yoko that just kind of really cements her as one of the top characters in this series. Yep. Yoko flies by Keaton, who's fighting these enemies. <laughs> yeah. And Keaton's like, what the hell are you doing here? And she's like, hey, where's Simo? And he tells her, and she's like, okay, bye. And he's like, wait a minute. Why do you get to rescue him? Why, why are you getting the glory? Well, because she's... Smaller and the Mugan don't notice her. That's true. She's not doesn't have a mech to really fight these Mugan. She's not going to do much against them by herself. We cut back to present to the present moment uh, from the very beginning of the episode where mm-hmm. she's talking to Simone. Uh, she breaks the locks open and Simone takes one of her guns and then shoots Viral's locks after Viral makes a few snide remarks about Yoko. Yeah, because it's Viral. And he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" To which Simone very nobly says, "Well." We want to save everyone. And wasn't it your job to chronicle what happened anyway? So come with us. <laughs> come with me if you want to live. I even mean, though technically you're already immortal. You could see it coming a mile away. Yeah. But, it's but I cool. still really like it a lot. Oh, it's so I think cool. you were talking about how cool it would be to have Viral and Gurren back when we were... <gasps> I was, wasn't yeah, I? And yeah. then we get that. And then you, you saw, you said that when you guys did the uh, did your review. And I'm sitting there when I heard it. I'm like, oh, you can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm wait. really excited for the next episode because of that. But we'll get there. We'll get mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simon is super serious about stopping the moon. Uh, and together, the three of them head to the surface. Uh, Simon immediately gets his core drill back again. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. His friends are like, welcome aboard. Let's kick some ass. Let's do this. They all, they do question Viral being there. But Simone says, yeah, we need every help, all the help and every man or beast man that we can get. Right. Dude, dude, Vegeta just joined the team. Yes. Yep. And we get a really cute scene, uh, one of those like sort of like pumped up moments of like everyone is back together. It's a there's right a stuff. Of, yeah. There, yeah, there's a right stuff walk. Yes. Uh, yeah. Even Buta shows up. And he's, he goes to his favorite spot. Yep. Yep. Yoko's cleavage. I love yep. that she still is unfazed by that. Like, oh, you're such a cute little thing. You're yep. such a cute little thing. And you know what? You're so soft. I'm not going to be bothered by this. Yeah. Nor am I going to be questioned why you're still the same age and size. We are blasting off in, again in, in Gurren Lagann now, which is now going to be piloted by Viral and Simone, which is just is so fucking awesome. Like it, it built his built yeah. to this moment. It yep. is so That's cool. Exactly what it was. Really, really like it. Uh, we do get some uh, lines from your favorite dumbass twins. Bo 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 or whatever his name is. Yep, that's his name now. Uh, where he says, mm-hmm. "Chicken and Balamo." Thank you. Where he, one of them says, "Atmospheric? What's that? Can you eat it?" And I just, I just like. That <laughs> I'm not line. sure that's one of them. I think it was two of them talking to each other. It probably yeah, was. It, really was. it probably was. I think they're probably the same voice actor. They blast off into the sky, and meanwhile, Gimme and Dari are fighting outside of Ark Garen. And it's not going well. No, things are not going well. Then they say that like they lose they've lost almost half their forces in, yeah. the, in the in the attack that's like 40% they're like holy shit. And on top of that, now the spiral power is depleting. Yeah. Because everybody's getting sad and worried. And Rossi for some reason is like, how is this happening? Have you not been paying attention at all in this show? Yeah. That, that these you things are... piloted one of these things. With your fighting spirit. You should know how this thing, well, makes you wonder exactly how much fighting spirit did um, Rossi contribute to Gurren Logon. <laughs> now, there were moments where he piloted Logon, or Gurren by himself. Yes. But... How much was that with Simone making up for it? Right, when it was Gurren, Gurren Logon. Well, Gurren was still built out of Beastmen. Right gunmen that yes. had electrical motors. That's yeah. true. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Simone shows up right at the right moment and encourages Rossiu. And that's why I like this version of Simone. Because even after everything Rossiu did to him, he's like, don't worry, Rossiu, you can do this. And he's trying to kind of like You're my boy, Blue. boost him up, knowing in part that they need the energy, but also right. it's just very a cool, like forgiving nature, which I really like about it. He's starting to resemble Kamina. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. And yet another aspect as to why I like Simo. Uh, I can why, see why, it here. Why, why Simone, why, why I gravitate to Simone, the forgiving nature. I mean, you know, it's obvious because even with Viral and yes, with Rossi, he, mm-hmm. he does forgive. Yeah, I can see that here. Mm-hmm. We get a cool moment where Viral and Simone are getting ready to attack together and we get some cool dialogue. Uh, Simone starts, we embark on the winding spiral path the paths of man and beast intersect. Join with yesterday's foe to smash fate and grab tomorrow's path with our own hands. Destiny, Destiny combining, combining Gurren Lagan. Fucking nerds. <laughs> so cool. It's so cool. I geeked out. Yeah. I geeked out when hey, I watched hey, this. Hey, Andrew, first we're time. one step closer to perfecting the fusion dance. We will get there eventually. Yes. Like little Seamus and Cesaro over here. Uh, (laughs) So we end with a cool battle color splash of green energy and we get our credits. And that's it. That's it. That's the episode. Uh, I guess it's my turn to go first. Yeah. I love this episode. I like it a lot. I went from love to like a lot. I know. But there's parts (laughs) of it I like more than others. I 
Well, no, I think I like the whole thing. I don't know. It's a good. It's late. It's a good episode. It's a very good episode. It's a great episode. You, you needed something to make you feel better after uh, yes. last week. It was your typical teacher tropey story of like you know a teacher doing great things for students, and that always like warms my heart. <laughs> and then you had obviously Yoko as a central point and getting more about her character which was awesome. You had the really neat sort of reuniting of the characters. You had Viral and Simone piloting Gurren and Lagan together, which is only going to get cooler, I have a feeling, in the next episode. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was a good episode. It was one of those ones at first where I was a little worried, like, oh, we're going back in time. We don't have a lot of episodes. Why are we dealing with this now? Doing a one year earlier. When I saw that, I was like, oh God, how long is that going to be? But it mm-hmm. turned out really good. I enjoyed this episode immensely. Two thumbs up from me. I agree with you. Everything you said. Ditto. I like that we got some characterization of a character who deserves it. I like that we got a self-contained story. And yeah, it is kind of... I mean, we all knew it was coming, but... Even at the end there, seeing Vegeta join the team... Mm -hmm. Is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I can't uh, add anything else. But I do have to ask you one question, Andrew. Mm -hmm. How much better would your life be as a teacher if you could do corporal punishment like the Japanese do? Like having the kids stand outside holding out buckets of water until uh, until they finally go, oh yeah, I'm sorry! I'm not sure I'm allowed to answer that question. I'm uh, also no. not sure that's corporal punishment. Yeah, I, well I, I I find it to be character building. I'll just say that. Yeah. yeah. I'll, ju- I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. Huh. Well, I don't know. It would, it would I feel like it, they would actually shut them up. Well, it would actually <laughs> maybe show them there's consequences to actions. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think more throwing them into detention more, isn't always more individual punishment, physical punishment such as caning or flogging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wrong term there, but I think those sorts of punishments could build character. Okay. Fair I'll just I'll just leave, I'll just leave just it a, at that. I got nothing to add. You guys you guys summed it up. Uh, I okay. love this episode too. Yeah, which leads us into next episode of Gurren Lagann, which is episode twenty-two. This is my final duty, which is the type <laughs> of Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw chalk at both of you. Bring so uh, I'll throw it back. Oh you know, Vader time. You all just dodge uh, and, and run away. Anywho, Josh, get us out of here. Once again, it's been tuning Japanese podcast where three dudes in their thirties. Relive their last days of at school and talk about anime. I've been embarking on a winding spiral path. I'm Josh. I'm a teacher. <laughs> yep, I'm Andy. I just tend to bort things out. I'm Bill. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. You'd be the shameless because of the red beard. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. 
While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowfane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders.